Good morning, bootstrappers! Welcome to another episode of the Wannabe Entrepreneur. And this intro was sponsored by Maxwell Davis. Not actually sponsored, he actually didn't pay me to do that. But I asked on Twitter if anyone had a message. And uh, Maxwell said for me to do the Good Morning Vietnam but replacing Vietnam with bootstrappers. And I realized that I have never watched this movie. And then a lot of people now are probably, what? How is it possible? It looks like a really cool movie, so I will definitely watch it. But uh, here you have Maxwell. I This was for you, buddy. Welcome to another episode. Super excited to speak with you. I don't know. Like last uh, Last week, I was just thinking, when do I get to record something? I was really feeling the need to speak with you because it was a week with a lot of ups and downs. And uh, for the first time, I thought that I should quit. <laughs> I should quit the bootstrapping thing, go back to a normal job. And it's actually the first time. I've, I've never thought of this before. And uh, it's, it's normal. Uh, I think everyone reaches certain phase where you think okay maybe i should do something different that happened to me a lot when i was uh, working for someone else but uh, yeah it's the first time that actually happened for for me in this even though i'm doing such a cool thing and i'm super passionate about it and i will explain why i had these thoughts but uh, yeah as you know this is the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company and it's been the duration of my journey trying to bootstrap my own projects and interviewing other entrepreneurs the podcast has been growing slowly but steady i now have reached an audience of 70 listeners 70 people that actually want to listen to me and the way i measure how many listeners i have is based on my freestyle episodes so as you know, I release weekly two kinds of episodes. An uh, episode like this one, which I call a freestyle, and then an interview, which are normally on Thursdays. And uh, obviously, on Thursdays, I kind of take a ride and take advantage of the network of the person I interview. So I tend to reach a broader audience. And uh, that's kind of also my strategy to grow this podcast, because from these listeners maybe a certain percentage will stay and become regular listeners of the show. But to really measure how many people like to hear me talk and to hear the wannabe entrepreneur, I measure how many people consistently listen to my episodes on Tuesdays. And for the past three or four episodes, I'm reaching more than 70 listeners. So this means that I have an audience so far of about 70 people, which with the amount of effort I'm putting into is, of course, I always expect to have a little bit more. If you ask me, okay, then how much would you be happy with? I, I cannot tell you a number uh, and I, I don't have any reason why, but maybe what? 500, 1000, it would be amazing if I ever would reach that. And uh, I know that obviously there's people reaching 10,000 and much more, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel that obviously... I guess you always feel that you can do a little bit better, but I'm very, very humble and happy just with the fact that as people, 70 people listen to what I have to say and uh, I want to get to know you as well. Because uh, even though I always say that we are talking with each other, it's normally only me talking and you're listening. By the way, you are great listeners. 
So I want to try out with a Twitter space. I want to do regular weekly Twitter spaces where everyone can... Maybe you don't know what Twitter space is. Okay, let me explain this first. So Twitter has launched a feature now that is basically a live podcast where everyone can actually access and speak with each other. So what I want to do is to do a little WB space or Twitter spaces every Wednesday. I already scheduled one for tomorrow. It's going to... I'll just post it on the show notes of this episode and also on Twitter so that you can prepare and book the time. And basically, we'll just hang out. We will start speaking with each other, sharing about our frustrations, our challenges, our projects. And you can just come up and I'll put you up as a host. You can speak, ask questions, and you will just you know, speak. I will try to also get some of the, the, pe the people I interviewed in the show. And it will be just casual, chilled space. And uh, hopefully I'll get to know you, the listeners of the Wannabe Entrepreneur. So make sure to book it already for tomorrow. It will be our first Twitter space. And uh, besides that, share this podcast around. Give it a nice review, especially if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps the algorithms to pick this up and spread it the, around other entrepreneurs. And uh, without further ado, let's actually get started in this episode. One of the reasons why people like this podcast, or at least that's the positive feedback I have, is that they like the fact that I am relatable and honest. And for me, this doesn't surprise me. Not because I think that I'm the most relatable person in the world or whatever. It's just I am a normal bootstrapper. And as a normal bootstrapper, it's really hard to find the success I'm looking for. Even though sometimes it seems that everyone around me is doing much, much better and reaching higher levels of success. This is called the survivor bias. I spoke about this with Olivia in the last interview on Thursday. It's a really good one about mental health. You should listen to it. And uh, the idea is quite simple and it, it makes sense. So when people actually start having a certain degree of success, right? So they start reaching a certain amount of followers on Twitter or Hindi hackers or product hunt, or they get a certain amount of users people start speaking about them, the algorithms pick them up and you suddenly start seeing them, right? Like they just pop up in your radar, like, boop, here's another one, boop, here's another one. And then you check them out, you speak about them and you help amplify their success. That's why it seems that everyone around you is succeeding. And the only reason is that basically you only see the ones that are succeeding. But there are many, many others that unfortunately are not having the success that they are looking for. And success is very subjective. For me, having success is to reach a salary, to basically be able to pay my bills just for my projects. And uh, everyone else has their own success. Can be to reach 500 followers or 1,000 followers on Twitter, can be to finally have the approval of your father. And uh, mine never, never did. <laughs> okay, maybe <laughs> shitty joke. <laughs> sorry, sorry for the shitty joke. 
And my father actually is a really nice guy. <laughs> Anyways, you can have a lot of different goals and they are hard to reach. That's, that's kind of the, what I want to say. And even though it seems that everyone is having the success around you, it's quite often not the norm. So I think that's really important because we tend to forget about this. And uh, from all the people I interviewed already, a lot of them kind of concur and uh, shared similar thoughts with me. And um, this week, I felt something really, really disgusting. Probably one of the most disgusting feelings of human beings, which is jealousy. Feeling jealous for someone else, especially a friend. And uh, maybe I'm being too related. I, I didn't know if I actually wanted to speak about this in this podcast. But since people just like that, I'm honest. Even if this costs me my dignity, I will just speak about it. You know Wolfgang, right? Wolfgang is a fellow entrepreneur, very good friend. And uh, I'm, I'm really proud to, to be his friend and to have him in, in my network. And recently he shared a podcast or not share, he actually created his own podcast, rather. And uh, together with Andy, Andy Grunwald, and funny enough, both of them were actually my bosses in Trivago. It's a great podcast. If you are a German speaker, you should definitely listen to it. I will link it in the description. It's called Engineering Kiosk. And uh, it's basically Wolfie and Andy speaking about topics, engineering-related, open-source, technology, it's super, super interesting. I used my broken German to listen a bit of it. And it seems really, really good. Very casual and well-recorded. So I, I really recommend everyone to listen to. And they shared it. They shared it with the world. They shared the first episode. They published the first episode. And uh, Wolfie and Andy, in the first episode, reached more than 200 listens. And I couldn't... I was proud. I was very happy as well for them. But part of me was feeling jealous. The fact that they were able to reach 200 listeners in the first episode. Part of me is kind of afraid. I'm doing this for more than 180 episodes. And of course, I had episodes that reached that level of listeners. But most of them didn't. And by someone else just coming and doing that so effortlessly, just they, they just released it, they recorded, released it, and bam, immediately having more success than I have makes me question how capable I am to actually deliver this, to actually become a bootstrapper, because I'm doing this for more than seven months, and it's still a hobby project. I was just speaking with my partner about this today that uh, I'm doing this for seven months, starting my own projects, and I'm making 60 euros. 60 freaking euros. And sometimes I think, this is not the amount of money I should be making. Someone that is focusing on this for more than seven months, only being able to make this amount of money, this is hobby. This is like a hobby. This will never pay the bills. This is impossible. You know... So when you see others succeed, it makes you feel that they are just better than you. And uh, of course, that there's other ways to justify this. Andy and Wolfie have, they have, first of all, there are two of them. They have a, already a big audience. Andy used to do a lot of meetups and he has more than a thousand followers on Twitter. 
and uh, they know a lot of people in that area. It's their area, so it's normal that they are able to immediately reach a bigger audience than when I started. But of course, and in my mind, the first thing that comes to my mind actually is that I'm they're better than me, and I will never be able to do it. And uh, Wolfie, if you are listening to this, it's nothing against you <laughs> at all. I I love the fact that you are succeeding. I want you to succeed more, especially if you can then help me <laughs> and speak about my podcast to our audience. By the way, Wolfie, I think is the only one that actually listened to all my episodes. And this is absurd. So if there's someone that I want to see succeeding, it's actually Wolfgang. So nothing against him for sure. And I really want them to succeed, honestly. But um, I just wanted to share this, that jealousy is something that also comes and is part of the journey of an entrepreneur. And as I was telling you, this week was a roller coaster because I felt for the first time that uh, I wanted to quit this life, the life of an uh, entrepreneur. And I felt this before in my normal jobs, right? I think everyone at some point, especially developers, we reach a stage where we see, okay, what's next? I'm tired of this. And I guess this would was bound to happen in, in this life, in this uh, career path as well, the entrepreneur career path. But I don't know, it, it's sad. It's really sad because I, I really love this. And the only reason why I'm feeling this is because I'm not having the success I wanted. And uh, yeah, I, as you know, am focusing mostly on my co-working space and I'll speak a, a bit more about it in the update or project update sections. But uh, so far, the year has started and I did not get any new member, even though I'm getting a lot of traffic to the page and I just don't know what to do. I What can I do? And that's the really the challenging thing of being an entrepreneur is that you just don't know what should be the next steps. What are you doing right? What are you doing wrong? Sometimes there's people doing the exact same thing and succeeding. Or maybe they are doing slight different things, but you just don't notice. So I just want to become the best entrepreneur I can. I just want to be able to actually understand and grasp the idea of building companies. But sometimes it feels I'm, I'm feeling so clueless. So, yeah, for the first time, I started thinking, okay, maybe it would be easier to just find a job, something cool, work for a startup where they already have business going and they have money coming in and I could actually impact and have a bigger impact than what I'm having now. And uh, especially also because money is running out. So, well, not really running out, but I not getting any unemployment money. I, I told you that I was getting unemployment money from Germany and I don't know if I will now get it. So no, I got three months since I moved to Portugal. I got three months and now I, I can extend it for another three months and I asked for extension, but I'm not sure if I'll get it. And even if I do, part of me doesn't want it. It's weird, right? I feel that I, I don't deserve it. I'm not working and I'm getting money. It feels weird. And uh, yeah, a lot of people tell me that I paid my taxes and, and I deserve it. And for me, part of me agrees, but 
another part is saying, no, you should not get this money because you're not working and you had seven months and you're not making money. So, yeah, that's kind of what's going through my mind. And uh, today I'm feeling a bit better. The community really helps. It's I'm really I really like this this co-working space because I'm working with other entrepreneurs. They are feeling the same. We get to chat with each other. And well, actually I didn't tell you, but crazy thing happened. One of the members of the community actually was visiting Portugal and he sent me a message. His name is is Mike. And he sent me a message and said, Tiago, I'm here in Portugal, in Lisbon. Do you want to grab a coffee or something? And we did. It was so cool. He's from Romania and we just chatted for a bit. I learned about his, his, his background and learned about his projects. He learned about mine. We had a pastel de nata, <laughs> you know, this Portuguese custard cake. And it felt so good, you know. So this is kind of the feeling of this co-working space, this virtual co-working space that you're actually making friends remote friends that are working every time now I go to Romania and he's there I can we can meet up and uh, with Singapore as well with um, the US as well so that that's it's you know helping me and I get to vent and I get to share my thoughts and ideas with these members and they help me a lot they help me a lot also now recently with the community as well so that really gave me a boost in um, in my thoughts so yeah, thank you <laughs> to the community. This was the lifestyle out of an entrepreneur. Let's now go to the next section, which is the project updates. This week started with a pitch. I tried to do my first sales pitch, try to sell the community to someone else. Spoiler alert, it did not work. So... There is a big movement of entrepreneurship here in Portugal, as you probably know. And there's one organization that is quite old, actually. I remember knowing about or learning about this organization before actually leaving to Germany. So I think they're, I think, 10 years old now. And they are called Startup Lisbon. They are an incubator and they get basically people working their startups. I think they also have co-working space. They are quite cheap. I think they are somehow, yeah, they are a non-profit. That's true. So they're a really cool organization. And I thought maybe I can sell the community to them. And my idea was that they could offer access to the community to their alumni or their, to their members. So I tried to schedule a call. They accepted. And here we are having a call. His name uh, was Pedro. I, I chatted with Pedro. Super nice guy, super entrepreneur, entrepreneurial. And um, in the end, we realized, or I realized, that it wouldn't work because they are in the different world. They are in kind of the DVC world. They already have their own Slack channels, their own network. So it, it was not worth that for them to actually join and for their members to join our community because we focus more in entrepreneurs that are starting out, people that are wor working remotely and need basically a team, need an office vibe. And in this case, they already have it. So I quickly realized that there was no way they would actually pay for this. And I still tried to sell my virtual offices because this is kind of the other project I'm working at and I will give you an update on it 
but uh, I thought maybe they there's a lot of people they actually have remote incubators so they are people actually incubating in the premises so in in the building but there's also people incubating remotely so I thought maybe they would it would be useful for them since they use Slack and all it would be useful for them to use our virtual office so I still got something because it told me that first of all I could send another email so that uh, maybe they would promote my community among their newsletter readers they have a lot of readers and they could just be interested in joining our community so i send them an email asking if they would share it so far i didn't get any response so i will let you know if this turns out to be something cool but he also told me that i could send another email to him once my virtual office platform was ready so in the end it was good i was able to get my network going, I got a new potential buyer for my platform, my virtual office platform. Of course, that I was not able to sell anything, at least for now, which was a bit disappointing. And I also realized that it's really, really hard to sell. I, I'm not cut for this. And uh, funny enough, I was actually one of my first side gigs or jobs, I guess, to make some money as a student was actually to sell vacuum cleaners <laughs> and those really really expensive ones and funny enough they really gave me a script like a script that i had to memorize when i was doing the presentation of vacuum cleaner to to the person it was kind of a door-to-door -door salesman which is super hard to do and uh, i got to really respect this job a lot of people hate it a lot of people that say that being a salesman is a shitty job and they just want to tell take all of your money but it's crucial. I mean, everything in life is about selling. Your job only exists because someone is selling it to clients. So never forget that. I think that's really important. People tend to despise people that sell, but they're really important. They're the backbone of, of society somehow. And uh, it's really hard for me. So I don't know how am I going to get better on this. But I'm excited to, to do so, to try it and to bring you along in this experiment. And speaking of which, I am working a lot in this platform, the virtual office platform that I now have a name and I have a domain, obviously. Are you ready? Are you ready to hear the name of my domain? Indieoffices.com. Come, 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 come. <laughs> Yes, it's called IndieOffices.com. I was playing around with multiple words and trying to see what was available, what was not available. In the end, if you look at the virtual offices, they look a little bit indie for sure. And uh, I thought it was cool. You know, my target are small startups or communities, you know, indie developers, indie communities, indie startups. So I think it makes sense. I really like the name and uh, I bought it. It's called IndieOffices.com. It's already available. You can go and check it out. I still didn't release it to the world properly on Twitter and so on because it's still not fully operational. I'm still working on making the platform available for everyone. And I wanted to make it super simple. So the idea is you open the website and it just says Indie Offices. And there's a button, a big button, a big click to action that says open the door. And you click on it. You can decide then which Slack workspace you want to use. You decide it and bam, you are in your virtual office. You already have your break room, your work room. I'm thinking on maybe adding a gym room, but this will come in the next episodes. 
but it's super easy and then it starts a 15 days trial right out of the bat you don't have to pay anything and uh, you can try it out i will share it with a bunch of companies at the moment i am pricing it on the 25 dollars per month and uh, the way i came up with this number was by actually calculating how much it would cost for the company to implement this by themselves so i thought that it would take about five days for one developer in the company to develop a similar solution each developer per hour cost 80 bucks times eight hours times five days would be 3200 euros and if a company would use this for five years this would mean that it would cost about 50 euros per month for during these five years and I thought, okay, I'm just launching this now. Let's do an early bird kind of price. Let's off that. And there, voila, 25 euros or $25 per month. And uh, that's how I came up with the pricing. I'm not sure if I will have to adjust it, if people are even willing to pay this much or not. There's probably a lot of people with business background listening to this and thinking, oh my God, Tiago, this is just not the right approach. But uh, if you have a better approach, please send me a message via Twitter because I'm just a noob, you know? I'm just a wannabe entrepreneur. I need to learn from you. So make sure to send me a message. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to launch it. Actually, a lot of people have been giving me great feedback for this platform. And it's been a bit slowly, as I told you, to develop it. But it's almost, almost ready. And once it's ready, I will prepare a proper launch. I will maybe do product hunt. I will do Twitter. One idea that uh, Max, uh, if you remember Max from the beginning of this episode, he told me I should go to the Hive Index, which is kind of an index of all the communities that exist, filter by Slack, and just email all of these communities and say if they want to use it for 25 bucks a month and see if I can actually get clients. So I'm super excited and I'm super excited to bring you in this journey. The other thing that I've been working at is in the community or my co-working space. I've been uh, feeling that I, it's kind of stagnated. I couldn't find any new members and uh, yeah, it makes me a little bit nervous because I see people actually coming to the website and uh, mostly now they are coming via Indie Hackers, by the way. Indie Hackers has become the main source of users and traffic for me. It actually overcame Twitter recently. And the way I use Indie Hackers, I think I already told you before, is by basically writing posts every now and then. I write posts, then I link those posts to my website. And yeah, the conversion rate is like more than 10% or so. So it's really good. So I'm bringing traffic actually to the co-working landing page, but no one is actually converting into members. So it's super hard because I'm also thinking, okay, what is the problem that I'm actually solving with this platform? And I was having a chat with, uh, again, Max. <laughs> Max is showing up uh, a lot in this episode, uh, but not only with Max, with all the members actually with the community. And I was trying to figure out what was the problem that this was actually solving to the actual members of the community. And uh, first of all, I don't like to call it community. That's the first thing I thought because people associate community with Twitter, with Indie Hackers, and that's not what the WB space is. It's very different. Indie Hackers and Twitter, you don't feel like you have friends there. I mean, 
you have your Twitter friends, you can call them Twitter friends, but it's very much a one-sided relationship. You tweet something, sometimes you get some likes, sometimes you don't, but you don't have a proper, you know, one-to-one -one relationship with all the other users. Whereas in this community, in WB space, you do. It's like they are actually your friends. As I told you, some just visit each other and I just had a coffee with uh, Indie Mike and uh, it was we had a lovely time. So it's it's kind of a different level. It it really feels like a co-working space or or a club, like an entrepreneur's club. So this is kind of what I realized in uh, in this my in this chats with with the actual members and uh, now I adjusted the landing page once again. I've been adjusting it quite often. And uh, now I don't call it community anymore. I just call it what it is, a uh, virtual or a remote co-working space. And uh, now when you open the website, when you go to wannabe-entrepreneur.com slash co-working, you will see the header saying remote co-working space. No matter where you are, this is the place for you. And then I have three bullet points. First of all, become friends with remote workers from all over the world. Keep each other motivated and accountable and find inspiration and partnerships from other entrepreneurs. And that's it. That's the problem that it's solving. The problem that this is solving is actually giving you a place where you can hang out with other entrepreneurs, with other freelancers, with other people working remotely, giving you friends that you can meet up all over the world and giving you some accountability because we help each other and keep each other accountable in our projects. It's not just a spammy place when people just go there and spam their products and leave. No, it's actually people, they, they like to be there and they become friends with each other. So I just wanted to somehow show this in a landing page. And this is absurd to me. This is absurd as, a, as an engineer. It's absurd to think that I might have a product that actually works, that people like, but I'm not able to sell because I'm not able to convey my message through the copy or my landing page. And I've been trying so much, and that's why in Trivago they did so many A-B testings, and I probably will have to do that. I, I'm kind of doing A-B testings, but not in simultaneously. Maybe I should actually have two versions and see which one works better. Maybe I'll do that in the future. But yeah, it's, it's really hard. So I'm trying a lot, changing a little bit the wording and see what problem this is actually solving i think now i nailed it now i understand this is basically giving an office vibe and a team to people that are working remotely and want to go from place to place nomad digital nomads etc now they have a place where they can find other entrepreneurs and have a meaningful relationship with them so i will just continue doing that i will continue to try to bring people around and uh, let's see. I mean, it's it's not easy. As I told you, I, I now I'm actually losing a couple of members. Some of the members quit because I had a huge problem with Buy Me a Coffee before Buy Me a Coffee, which is the platform I'm using to actually collect all the memberships. It was possible to use PayPal before, and a lot of people were using PayPal. But from I don't know the reason, they just canceled PayPal and they said, okay, we cannot use PayPal anymore, and now. A lot of people kind of didn't renew their subscriptions because, I mean, I guess most of them were not very active, which is, I mean, normal. They're not active, then uh, it's normal that now when they are confronted with the possibility to cancel without actually having to do anything, 
then they would take it. But I lost two or three or four members because of that. And um, also some of the members decided to not pay anymore. For the first members, I told them that they could enter in the community and they could cancel and I would not kick them out. And I assume that if you are canceling your presence in the communities because you're not using, you don't find it useful enough to pay for euros. So it's completely fine that you just continue there. You're probably not using it. And then once you start seeing that it actually it's worth it for you, you'll resume and pay again. I'm not doing this anymore because I don't know. I don't think it scales very well. But yeah, some of the members also decided to actually stop paying for now just because maybe it's not worth it for them at the moment. So yeah, it, it's been a tough period. I'm now at 17 members and uh, I really need to bump up this number quite a bit if I want to yeah, make a salary. So let's see. And last but not least, still in the virtual co-working topic, there's two new cool things we are trying out. First of all, our random coffees. I basically use a Slack bot. It's very simple. You just add it to a channel and it basically pairs people every week randomly so that they would have a random coffee together. And a lot of the members of the community are actually entering in this channel. And now every week we are having random coffees with each other. And it's really good because it's very asynchronous. So we don't need to schedule an event where everyone needs to fit in and, and find a, a schedule for everyone. This is only two people. It's much easier to find a schedule that fits two people. And uh, yeah, it's uh, super nice so far. It's the second week when we're doing this. This week I'm going to meet with Kavya. I already interviewed her in this podcast, if you remember. So I'm excited to catch up with her. And another thing that we are doing, and I'll give you more details about it in the next episodes, is that we are going to do a product together. We are building a product as a community. This is, again, an idea of uh, Max. <laughs> and uh, we are basically all going to work together into one idea that we are going to do like a one month hackathon. And uh, it's very it's, it's one month because we are all very asynchronous, right? Everyone working in different time schedules and so on. So the idea is that in one month, we'll be able to develop an MVP, a marketing plan, and uh, people can still join. I think it's a great opportunity for people to actually learn because you'll be able to take any task you want. You can do developing, you can do no code, you can do marketing, we can work together. So this is a great way to train actually their entrepreneurial skills. And it will start in February, so you can still join. If you join the community, you can also join this building together. We still don't have a name for it. We already have the idea that we want to develop, but I will give you more details about that in the next episodes. But yeah, keep it in mind. If you want to join the community this month, then you can still uh, participate and build this product together with the other wannabe entrepreneurs. And uh, yeah, that's basically it for my project updates. Nothing about change it, unfortunately. Still, I'm, I'm actually thinking about it, thinking how can I shape it and, and do a more B2B kind of business, as I told you in the past. But I haven't had the time, unfortunately, to focus on it and actually develop code for it. I've been having a couple of uh, shitty reviews, actually, recently. And uh, people sometimes are so mean. It's, it's just not... One of the review I just had is just a person that doesn't like the idea. It's not nothing to do with the app. They just don't like the idea 
of the app of, or, or people individually trying to make a difference. So they just gave me one star and gave you a really nasty review. And uh, yeah, it makes no sense. I reported this review because it's, it's not speaking about the app at all. It's saying there is possible spyware, which is total defamation. It's bullshit. So maybe they will cancel this review. Hopefully, I will all keep you updated in this. Let's go to the last section of this podcast, which are tips and tricks and tools for bootstrappers. And uh, today I want to give you an update on a tool that I spoke about last week, which is called the Split B. So Split B is, uh, again, this is not sponsored by any chance. Like no one is paying me to do this. I'm actually using these tools and that's why I want to share them with you. And uh, I told you before about Plausible, a really cool tool with a really nice UI that I was using for analytics in my website. So it basically shows everything you want to see, sources, where the users are coming and so on, but it's a paid platform. I shared on Twitter that I was excited about that platform, but my trial had ended and someone suggested this other tool called Splitbee that it was free. Last week, I told you about it. I, I had just installed it. Works great so far. Really love it. It shows the users in real time. It shows the pages that the users are visiting. It shows the sources, which is the most important thing for me. I want to see if my marketing is actually working. Where are people coming from? And for instance, I can see now that in the last hour, there were two users coming to the website through Indie Hackers. If I click on it, I can actually see which pages they were using. I can see that they check out the co-working page, the about page, and the office page. So this is really, really crucial for me to better trim my marketing. And uh, you can also go and check the users individually. You can see which country the users are coming from and you can see their session, what they have done, which pages they have used and so on. And there's a couple of other cool things that I didn't try, automations, experiments, A-B testing. So maybe I'll be trying here the A-B testing for my landing page. So I will let you know if I do. I just want to say that if you want a simple UI analytics tool that shows you the sources and that helps you better trim your marketing channels, Splitb, it's a really, really good tool and is completely free. So for bootstrappers, it's really, really cool. So congrats Splitb for creating such a nice tool. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's everything I want to tell you today. And uh, do not forget that tomorrow there'll be the first Twitter space of this podcast. And I just want to see all of you there, all the 70 listeners. Let's go there, chill, have a beer, speak about our projects and actually speak with each other. And uh, I will try to do this every Wednesday now, but let's see how tomorrow goes first. So I really need your support tomorrow. Besides that, if you want this podcast to succeed, you can do one of two things or both actually. First of all, you can buy me a coffee or become a member of our WBE space. Link will be in the description or you can just go to wannabe-entrepreneur.com slash coworking. Check out the other episodes and share them with your friends and give a great review. That's really important. Give a five-star review. Well, I don't want to push you to do anything. Give a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And that's going to really help this podcast grow. There'll be another interview this third day. Super excited. Oh, yeah. And I almost forgot. No, I don't want to tell you. Okay, I'll tell you. I shouldn't tell you. Maybe, just maybe, I will be able to get Peter Levels 
in the podcast. What? Yes, this could happen. I, I'm still 50-50. It could happen and it could not happen. So I, I don't want to say anything. But I just want to... I'm Man, I, I'm, I, maybe I spoiled it. I should have said it. Please don't tell anyone. <laughs> it's only between me and you. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next Thursday. Portuguese lesson number five. I love this podcast. Eu adoro este podcast. Is anyone actually listening to these lessons? I feel that I'm... Uh, maybe I should tell you about it. <laughs> Eu adoro este podcast.